0: Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast: How to Build the Emotional Fortitude to Win in Life and in Business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Ida Marani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset. Expert. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Today we have uh, Ben with us, Ben McAdam. He's going to be joining us for a couple episodes here and there to help cover certain principles and kind of bounce back and give an interesting insight. Ben is the owner of the Profits Collective, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's also uh, the one of the first members of the arena. You were the member of the first ever group to start it. Um, we've also been working one-on-one for mm-hmm. several months, and now we're kind of through with that. And here he is on the podcast with us. So first off, welcome, Ben. Thank you for coming. Oh, great to be here, Jamal. So what we're going to be covering today is a principle. We're going to be talking about the hierarchy of elite performance. Basically, what are the constraints that cause people to jump to another level of elite performance and create better results? And the main person that I discovered this through was a client. We're going to call him Nathan. He prefers not to be named. And basically, his situation was that he was stuck at around 10 a month and he wanted to get to 40K a month in his business in order to be able to retire his partner and also buy a house in the place that he wanted to live. And for some reason, things were stuck. He had all the potential. People were telling him, you can just do this or just do that, but things just weren't happening for him. He kept doing little things that didn't make a difference. And long story short, um, after two months, when we finally figured out this hierarchy and kept making him climb to the final piece, which we'll cover, he was able to get to 40k within two months. And within five months, he was at 80k uh, recurring. This isn't a launch. This is a recurring revenue. And it was with very high profit margins. And so that's what we're going to cover today. Sounds good, Ben? Sounds great. Yeah, that's a
1: pretty impressive transformation. And I really love this framework of the elite performance hierarchy. So looking forward to going through it with you.
0: Cool. So let's start at the bottom. The very first tier of achieving a great outcome is you have to have a skill set you have to be able to do certain things whether it's seo whether it's even managing whether it's marketing whatever it may be like if there's no skill set in place you can't have success you can have the best mindset in the world you can be the most courageous individual on the planet but if you don't have any skill set to latch that onto you won't see any results and that's why also when you see sometimes extremely skilled individuals going into a new field, they have to start at zero because they don't have the skill set there. So that's really the first kind of layer of that. Like Nathan, for example, he had a phenomenal skill set and he was very well respected in his industry. So that wasn't the issue for him specifically. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't get paid tons of money for having a good mindset. So uh, you've got to have exactly. something that you provide value to the
0: world. Yep. You got to have a vehicle to latch that onto, whatever it may be. Mm. Like that vehicle is what creates the value.
1: Yeah. So, and and the, the key point here is that this is the base that you should start with. If you don't have this, do this first.
0: Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's why I think anybody that's thinking about trying entrepreneurship or whatever it may be, and people come sometimes asking for mindset coaching when they're just starting, like, you need a skill set first. Forget about mindset. Like, you're going to hit that wrong later, but right now – You don't have a skill set. So even if you have the greatest mindset in the world, you have nothing to attach it to. And honestly, also, usually you don't need mindset to start off. Because when you're starting off, there's a sense of uh, almost desperation there because you have to make something happen. And (laughs) that kind of fear can motivate people enough to act on a skill set up until a certain point, until things are good enough. And that's when they graduate. Okay. But I think that's the first thing.
1: Yep, that makes sense. Is there... You mentioned that when people go into a new field, they have to start building their skill set again. Is there any element of like if you stayed in the same field, would you come back and revisit your skill set? I mean, obviously, we're all constantly trying to get a little bit better. But in terms of your framework, is this like Nathan, for example, he climbed all the way to the top. And is is there ever any element of starting again from the bottom just to check or or anything like that?
0: It's interesting. I wouldn't say the word to check, but it's when you graduate within your field. So, when you graduate from being a solo entrepreneur to now needing to manage people, that's a whole new skill set. Mm-hmm. So you have to go back down there and work on that skill set. When you okay. graduate from managing 4 people to building a big company or taking on investors or whatever it may be, that's a whole new skill set you got to learn as well. So mm-hmm. it's also like every time you kind of graduate to another evolution of what you're doing, you're going to have to get a new skill set. That's just how it works.
1: Evolution. I like that idea. Yep. Makes sense.
0: Cool. So the next rung is character traits. You have to have the character to actually take action. So without having character traits like discipline, resilience, resourcefulness, or honestly just a level of desire and determination, people won't max out their skill set. And this is the classic example we feel we see a lot of times in athletics. There's a super gifted athlete who's just naturally amazing, but he doesn't have the discipline or the work ethic or the determination to really hone in his craft, so he plateaus at a certain level. He doesn't really reach his potential. Mm -hmm. Like The reason Michael Jordan, for example, was such a phenom in his field was because he he was naturally tremendously gifted. He had a natural skill set that was amazing, and he was just a psychopath as far as his determination and his desire (laughs) to be the best. And in business, a lot of times, again, people also just aren't, they don't have the discipline. They're not, they have this natural knack for marketing or for managing, whatever it may be. And they don't have the discipline or the humility or the ambition or whatever it may be. So they just stay at a certain level.
1: Mm. Michael Jordan, I I often hear a, a quote or an idea attributed to him that he would always stay a little bit longer. He would practice a little bit longer. He would throw an extra few hoops. I forget the details of the quote. And it makes sense, that element of determination. Like, even though he's got the skill set, like, he's still, you know, got the determination there. He's still putting in the effort. And, uh, and it's also very interesting you say that with some people, you know, the, the people who are naturally gifted or to whom a skill set has come easy, for example, like, you still need character traits. Otherwise, you're really not going to achieve success. Um, I must admit, when I was young, um, in in my schooling career, like I learned fairly quickly, and so developing these character traits came a little bit later, um, because it was it was just, you know, every, everything came a bit too easy, um, and that's apparently a fairly common part of the schooling journey for many people, and it's very interesting to see that the parallels there for business and general life success too. Yeah,
0: I, I wanna I, I wanna clarify something here. I think it's really important. It's very interesting what you said about you want to achieve success. The way I see it with this kind of hierarchy, you unlock a different level of success every time. So Mm -hmm. so, again, success is different levels. So somebody who does have a natural skill set, like even yourself, you're able to achieve a certain level of success. But then also once you develop the character traits, you got another level of success. Uh I think that's the big thing to see. Every time it's like adding another giant block to the pyramid, finally getting to that mountaintop, which is like your ultimate potential or whatever you want to call it.
1: I'm really glad you said that, actually, because there might be some people out there listening who are going, oh, no, I've achieved success. Therefore, I have done all the things on this framework, and and, and that's kind of it for me, whereas you know, they have achieved success only having a skill set, and they've achieved another level of success having these character traits. And now they might be a bit more aware that there are quite a few levels of success left that, that they could go. They could go much higher than they currently are.
0: Yeah, like, I honestly, I think if someone's listening to this and they feel like they've achieved success, I think, honestly they're probably not listening to this. They're probably not listening. <laughs> <more. laughs> you know I mean this is mostly for the people who who have a feeling like they want more and they're kind of stuck and they don't understand why. Like that's really what I would love to do mm. with this episode is to clarify for somebody out there who's like, man, I, I have this desire that I want to do better, I want to do something a bit bigger, I saw this ambition but I feel kind of stuck to help them clarify why they're stuck. Because once they have that clarity, they can start taking action on it. And I think that's really the big thing. So, like, if you're feeling stuck somewhere, hopefully one of these things will kind of prod you in a way and be like, uh, I need to work on that. That made me feel a bit uncomfortable now. But then you'll know, like, what this is This is true for you. And that's probably your constraint that if you remove it, you go up another knot to see another level of success. Mm yes
1: i I like that you said prod and feels uncomfortable as like the litmus test of like okay this is this is where you need to do some work like yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah (laughs)
0: yeah yeah. cool so is the second run clear
1: yep makes sense so just i've written down character traits the examples you gave were discipline resilience resourcefulness and determination
0: yeah and it goes all across the boards also humility honesty like i think humility is a giant one that Sometimes people don't don't accept that it's a part of being successful. You have that humility to also not think you know everything, keep that beginner's mind, and to ask for mm-hmm. help, and so on and so on. Yeah, makes sense. Got it. Yeah. What's cool. next? So the third one is having an effective mindset. And an effective mindset is a very, very intentional one. Now, just saying like, I'm going to be positive, I'm going to push harder, and all that kind of stuff, it's a bit airy-fairy. But having mm-hmm. a true effective mindset comes down to intentionality. Saying this is my desired outcome, like I've clarified what I really want, and let me figure out how would somebody who wants to achieve this, how would they think? What would they focus on? What would be their key focus on their free, their key focus points for success? And what are certain rules even they they would have in their life that would make sure that those focus points really happen, so they can make it easy to live by. Mm -hmm. and that's really the next level, and doing that is a skill set, and it takes time, and it takes preparation, so that you're being very intentional on how you're going about things. It's not something that just, okay, you show up, and you just, like, be tough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yep, takes a bit of preparation. Uh, When I went through the arena, it was, like, the rules, of like how you deal with certain situations in order to keep your mindset effective and to reframe things. That was really, really powerful for me. It was really helpful.
0: And I think that's a big part. It's also, honestly, like I've learned to to phrase it like this fairly recently that it's not about having a great mindset. It's about having an effective mindset for what you are trying to pursue. And that's the big thing because you can have a great mindset. Like for example, Michael Jordan, we brought him up. I wouldn't want to have that mindset. When I look at him now in the last dance that documentary they did about him, he doesn't look like a happy person. He looks like a person who was extremely well equipped to perform at a really high level and push teammates at an extremely rigorous pace and create championships in basketball. But outside of that, he still looks like an unhappy individual. Like he hasn't found an avenue for his competitive drive or whatever it may be. And now he just kind of has this yeah. He has this un, this lack of happiness or peace within him. And that what is not what I would consider an effective mindset for what I want in life, how I want my life to look like. Yep. So I think that's something that is really important. And it has to be effective towards what you're trying to achieve. And if you don't have clarity on what you're trying to achieve, you won't have an effective mindset. You're just going about randomly. Just You're taking this part from this. Oh, this guy's determined. He succeeded. I should be determined. Oh, this guy wakes up every morning and he does this at 4 a.m. I should do this. But you don't really know what you're optimizing for, what you're trying to be effective for. And that's a big yes. part of that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. One one of the big things I've been working on from our coaching together is I have a tendency that when things are difficult, I, I just like keep going. I'm like, okay, pile the whole world of problems on my shoulders, and I just like keep going and keep pushing. And, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, and there's some weaknesses with that kind of an approach. Number one is, like, um, maybe I'm taking the wrong approach to solving a particular problem. Like maybe the fact that it's difficult is a sign that I'm doing it the wrong way and I should investigate better ways to do things. And if I'm just here thinking, okay, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to like, just keep going, you know, elite, tough. Yeah. And, and do all the normal cheerleader rah, rah nonsense. Um, then I'm going to waste time. It's not actually going to be as effective for me as an attitude or a mindset of like, if I hit a difficulty, I evaluate whether I'm taking the right approach. And if I'm taking the right approach, then I can push through the difficulty, for example.
0: Yeah. And I think it's great. I think basically, we're saying in a nutshell, you're able to frame the situation in a different light. And mm. I think mindset a lot of times comes to just that, to being able to frame the situation in a way that serves. you. Yeah. So one person could see that situation. Maybe that one person is also the old man is that if I don't keep pushing through, that means I'm weak. And that means I'm not good. That means it's mm. blah, blah, blah. But you're able to frame it and say, you know what? If I'm hitting a difficult obstacle here, maybe I can find a more intelligent way to attack it. i yes. not saying I'm just going to back off it. And that's a whole different frame of how to look at a situation. And that's giving you a much more effective outcome. And you're getting yes. better results, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's still kind of unfolding. That particular lesson is still unfolding. Yeah. Like it, in the business, obviously, you know, it's uh, it's been really helpful, but also in like the way I parent my children, um, and the, in the way that I deal with my wife and I deal with other people and, and things in the personal sphere, it's like it keeps coming. Like, oh, I'm pushing through here when I need to reevaluate, um, and it's it's yeah, it's had a lot of benefits. Yeah,
0: that's great. So mm-hmm. kind of back to Nathan. So this, when we talked, when I talked with Nathan about this, I realized that he didn't have. A world-class mindset but it was good enough and honestly it wasn't the constraint so it wasn't worthwhile diving into too deep with him because he kind of had that box like checked enough and so we moved over to, to really what the final rung is and that's where he just took off is like literally within a couple weeks after we figured that out it took two months when we started working together once we figured that out he just went to the moon so some final rung final really the point of that hierarchy the constraint that if you have everything else in place, this can be the thing that really takes you to the moon. Is what I call emotional fortitude. Now, here's the thing: you can have. Let's give an example of an athlete. He can have the most phenomenal skill set in the world, naturally gifted. He has. He's super disciplined, super driven, and he maxes out that skill set. He even comes back from. Injuries and setbacks because he knows he can make him stronger. He's got a great effective mindset around that. But when it's a championship game, he's afraid that if he misses, people are going to judge him. Or he's going to hear bad things in the press and that will make him feel bad. Or his teammates won't support him if he doesn't make the correct play. And he'll lose that kind of support and admiration and all that. That's going to cause him to freeze. That's going to cause him to choke, basically, and not play up to his best. Because he doesn't have the emotional fortitude to deal with that kind of pressure. In entrepreneurship, that happens a lot of times that we have a ton of opportunities in place, but we're afraid to do that one big action that's actually technically pretty simple, but can put us in a place where we might fail, whether that's reaching out to a big partner, whether that's creating an offer that you're afraid your audience might judge or might reject or you might get some kind of negative feedback from or whatever it may be. And that really was the case with Nathan. He grew up in a very religious background, and he had a lot of emotional issues around money. And when we deconstructed it, like he had two primary emotional blocks that we really had to get out of the way in order for him to act on the skill set, on the character traits, and the mindset that he already had. It was one, that it's greedy to want more than what I currently have. And if I make more, that, that means I'm a bad person. And two, I'm not good enough and not deserving that much money. So, you can see why, obviously, if somebody believes that in the back of their head, they're going to self sabotage in a way.
1: Mm. Okay. So, I think really that's I, what
0: it is. It's like, sorry, go
1: ahead. So I, 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 I'm busy. There's, there's a couple of notes here because, um, so the, the signs that somebody needs to work on their emotional fortitude or, or the negative results of, of not working on their emotional fortitude is freezing or not acting or sabotaging.
0: Is that, if I got that right? So those were, I wouldn't say these are the signs to look for. Though that's kind of what happened with Nathan. A, th- a simple way to look at this is if you can say, let's say, if somebody else had my exact skill sets, abilities, and was able to look at the situation the way I look at it, would they be doing things differently? Bigger? Would they be doing things more effectively? Would they get a better outcome? And if you can say yes, then that probably means there's something stopping you there that you're not you can't put your finger on. It's not super tangible. It's not like, oh, I have he has a better skill set in this specific department. You guys have the same skill set, this hypothetical person. But there's something else inside you that's blocking you from acting out on it to its fullest. Again, like he was doing 10K a month. It's not that he was broke but mm-hmm. he wasn't really reaching his full potential because he was blocking himself. He really subconsciously didn't want to make more than 10K. He thought he wanted to make more than 10K. He kept talking about it. He understood the, he understood on an intellectual level, but he was more connected to his emotions subconsciously, to that fear of being a bad person. Which he was a great, he's a great human, and it was really important for him to be a great person. And he was afraid that if he made more money, he won't be. Now, he never honestly, like, fully flushed that out and rationalized it, but that was going on in that the back of his head, basically the things that were ingrained from childhood. Mm. This
1: this is the part of the episode where the part of my brain that is concentrating on trying to be a good co-host is getting taken over by the part <laughs> of me that's like, you need to learn about this a bit more, Ben. <laughs> so what is the so, question
0: about this? That could be a great way for the audience to see it.
1: Yeah, so when I first heard this, this hierarchy concept, the difference between mindset and emotional fortitude, it blurred a bit in my head. And I think it's because I didn't understand the emotional fortitude side and and the significance of that, because I think that's a big block for me that I need to work on. Um, The intangible nature of it, I I think is what makes this very hard to explain. Like when I tried to explain to other people, like you should go do it a margarita because it's amazing here's why and then it was like there's the emotional fortitude type type aspects of it it was really hard to clarify for people and it, it was also really hard to say you know if you have xyz um this you know you need to work on your emotional fortitude but i think um what you were saying before about you know if someone has all these other qualities the skill set the character traits and they frame things the same way as you but they're doing better then yeah there's there's something intangible there. Um, so am I making sense so far?
0: Yeah, th- that's exactly it. That's the way mm. to know if like your issue is, if that's your constraint. That's why I, I call the hierarchy of elite performance. It is also the constraints of elite performance. Mm. Like once you remove each constraint, you climb up another the level of success.
1: Yeah. So f- for me, one of the examples you just gave about how uh, this this might impact is like not putting that offer out there Or, um, not reaching out to that partner and it's very easy to hide those behaviors from yourself or to, to not notice them or pretend they're not existing. So for example, for me at the moment, um, as part of my amazing level up post the arena, it's like I'm traveling around the UK and Europe with my family. It's a big family. So it's a big achievement for me to be able to do this. And I, it's, it's amazing. Um, and there are things that I could be doing in my business in order to take the next step or, or to grow it. But I'm like, Oh no, I'm traveling with the family. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of mental overhead involved in that. It takes a bit of energy. You know, I want to spend time with the kids. I want to go out and see, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of these places. And, and yes, while all those things are actually true, there is a little bit of fear. And, and, and like, that's my just, I'm partially using that as a justification, not to take action on some things that are going to help me get to the next level in my business. And um, yes, I've only just had the realization <laughs> right on this recording. So thank you. Um, and to, so that's, that's kind of my example. And the point I was making is how it can be very hard to spot sometimes. Um, like it, it, it can be hiding um, is that I
0: can give? It, it absolutely is. It's hard to spot for some for a lot of people, and I think an easy. Let me say it in a different way. If you find yourself creating really complicated solutions <laughs> yeah. to a problem that could be much much more simpler, if you just did something that was extremely emotionally uncomfortable, that's probably the issue. Like instead of reaching out to, like I said, the, the potential partnership or whatever, let me create this whole new mechanism for leads and this and that. <laughs> or, or you could just possibly get rejected. Yeah. And it's like that fear of possibly getting rejected overrides the fear of losing time, energy, and all that kind of jazz, because it's something that's more deep. Mm. And so we don't do it. I think that's the uh, the real way you can test it. Like, actually, are you creating these really complex workarounds? are technically more complicated but emotionally much more easier, much more safe, mm-hmm. if you're doing that in your business, that means you probably lack this part of it. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be wasting your time on that. It's like when you look at um, Zuckerberg, like people a lot of times like, joke that he's a robot. That's probably why he's gotten to where he is so fast. It's probably a part of it. It's Obviously, there's a ton of components. It's probably a part of it that he's able to do the things that he's not a super emotional person. So he's able to do the things that are very emotionally difficult consistently. You just takes the technical path of least resistance, even though it might be for a lot of people the most, the most resistant emotion. Mm. I think that's the big thing.
1: Yeah, I, I like that point of like if you're creating complicated things rather than doing the emotionally hard but simple thing. Would Would you also say another example is, if you're putting things that have to happen first. Like you keep putting things in front of the hard thing. Like, Oh, I need to, you know, before I reach out to that partner, I really need to make sure that my website looks great just in case they have a look, or I really need to make sure that, you know, for for example, if you're organizing a presentation in front of an audience, like I really need to make sure I have like a landing page uh, for people uh, after my talk to go to and, and to sign up. And I need to connect my email marketing and I need to organize some emails that follow up. And you haven't even reached out to the, the partner, the presentation person yet.
0: Yeah. It, it's like it's, I think everyone's done this, my, myself included. Everybody knows that you should basically like sell a product first, not make it and then hope it'll sell. Mm-hmm. We've all built it out in some We've all done this in some <laughs> shape or form at the beginning of our career. And yeah. I think that honestly comes from a lack of confidence and it comes from a fear of like, Oh, let me make sure everything's in place. And then, and then I'll try it. Mm. And I think it's the same thing here. Like you have to have that kind of emotional fortitude, the confidence in yourself that you'll be able to pull it off. It's like you don't have to have everything in place. Just go for it and keep moving from there.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. That
1: makes sense. Is, is there – do you have any techniques for – let me say that a different way. So there are certain things that you should have in place before you do a hard thing principle here is like before you launch a product, you know, you should probably think about what the inclusions are, you know, before you say to people, Hey, you want to pay me money for, uh, I don't know. So like, you, you should think, challenge just, you on that? Uh, okay, <laughs> fire away.
0: So you can look like, for the ongoing support have for one of my programs. It's literally, I just ask people, so what do you want? Like, what would you want from an ongoing support and how much would you be willing to pay for it? And okay. they just said what they wanted. And then I figured out from there, like, how much I wanted to pay, how much, where it where could be a woodwind, and we just went from there.
1: Good like, point. It can be a lot
0: simpler. It can be yeah. a lot simpler. That's the thing. It's like that. Um, but I also realized that I'm putting myself out there. And I'm literally, like, it it's very uncomfortable asking people, mm-hmm. what do you want from me and how much are you willing to pay? Because I also know that it can create certain expectations with people that won't be met. And some people mm-hmm. might be frustrated at me or whatever. And they'd be in a, like, that's part of the game. I'm okay with it. Because – for me, like what I'm trying to be effective towards is building a business that can really serve what I want for my life and my family's life. And like, I love my clients, but my family is much more important than that. So if some people are upset at me, I'm perfectly at peace with them. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, can I try one more example? Please. Just to, to run through that. Um, Cause I'm, that was a really, I'm really glad you clarified that. Uh, and I'm, what I'm trying to find is an example of like, there is a certain amount of preparation you should do um, before you do something emotionally challenging. Um, but then there's over-preparing and trying to navigate that zone to make sure that, you know, you you are doing the minimum amount of preparation and under-preparing just isn't another form of self-sabotage. Um, do you, do you. you have any? So yeah. here's
0: the, the very simple... The What we used before, the externalizing, could somebody else with your skill sets be doing more? That's how you know it's an emotional fortitude thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. Say, would somebody else, what would I advise somebody else to do? Because the moment mm-hmm. you do that, you take off all your emotions. You don't see it from your emotional perspective. Anymore. And you say, oh, I would absolutely advise somebody before they do this to do X, Y, Z, but they absolutely do not want me to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's something mm-hmm. I would do to make myself feel a bit more comfortable that's not what I would yep. advise. So once you externalize and say, what would someone, what would I advise somebody else to do? You get a much clearer answer. Does that mm. make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely. That, that externalizing thing has been a big game changer for me, for, for from our work together. Yep. Still working on doing it. There has to be something I consciously remind are. myself to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I do want to get back though, to kind of this, the hierarchy, what we're talking about before we dive mm-hmm. too deep into the emotional fortitude, which should be a whole episode in of itself, but mm the thing is that like, once we were able to take that off with Nathan and figure out that was his final constraint, he was like the ideal person. Just go to the moon very quick. And like I said, at the beginning, he went to 40 K within two months and within five, I think he went to 80 K recurring revenue. I don't have my notes in front of me right now. Um, but that's the big thing. It's like, once you're able to analyze where you are, you can make the next jump. It's like figure out where you are in this hierarchy. one, Do you not have a skill set? I need to humble up and work on your skill set instead of doing all these random things about working on your mindset or whatever it may be. Do you actually have to get down and do the actual work of building a skill set? Two, do you need to reassess where you are in your character traits? Like, are you actually putting in the effort? Are you actually showing a bit of desire and a willingness to learn and a certain amount of humility and determination? Three, have you really cultivated an effective mindset? Have you clarified, this is what I want, and this is how somebody like this should think? This is how he should frame certain situations, like you said. These are the rules he should kind of dictate his life through in order to see that success. And finally, do like, I have the emotional fortitude to actually pull that off? Or whenever I try to step up and do big things, do I have this kind of feeling in my stomach or in the back of my head that's stopping me? There's some subconscious thought pattern there that's saying you shouldn't do this. Oh, that, that might cause a lot of pain. Is there a fear there? Because if that's what it is and you resolve that everything kind of locks into place and you just go to the moon very, very fast. Yep. makes sense. Yeah. So I'll say this once you figure out what the next constraint is that you need to tackle, what you have to do after that is you have to choose a bit of courage. If you recognize that getting more skills isn't a constraint, but the accessing to their full extent is, you have to choose to be brave because you're gonna have to do something new, whether that's working on your character traits or whether that's, again, working on your mindset and really getting clear on what you want, even though maybe you've never really fully done that before and you gotta get a lot more specific than just say, I want more, I want success. And finally, in conquering that last rung, it requires you to be vulnerable. And be really honest with yourself and say, what's actually going on? What am I afraid of? And Acknowledge the fact that you have fears and emotions and that's a given as a human being. Like the good news yep. is that again, this stuff is super impactful. And if that resonates with you, if like how we said at the beginning, if it prods at you, it makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. Just recognize there's such a wealth of potential there for you if you just go on the other side.
1: Mm. That's, that's a good mindset reframe there to like really... I'm at the point at home with the lack of subtlety uh, and if on my side there yeah it, it's not like you suck because you don't do you don't have an effective mindset it's like wow imagine what you could achieve if you worked on that
0: yeah like that. especially if you're like already that. achieving a certain level of success if, mm. if you're already achieving a certain level of success doing things suboptimally, if you just do them in a more optimal fashion it's like, that'll be amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep, love it. Yeah. Oh, and I want to say one last thing, because we didn't talk about this, and I kind of had it in my notes here. If you notice, none of these rungs of performance is motivation. None of them. Mm-hmm. Because I think motivation, it, it fades. Like, we, we've all been there, whether it's through a conference, whether you go to some big event, whether you do a certain, I don't know, you watch YouTube videos, whatever it may be. You get really motivated, but then there's a lull afterwards. And mm-hmm. I think a big focus point in all these things is that they're sustainable. And Naval said it so well, and a, and a big fan of his. He said that all success comes from compound interest. And in order for things to be compounding, they have to be sustainable. And creating an effective mindset, really developing certain character traits, and really finally locking in that emotional fortitude, it lasts. It doesn't just fade. It's not like you're trying to get pumped up. You're just trying to remove constraints from yourself. So that way you can just keep moving forward. You're not trying to push harder. You're just removing the things that are stopping you from going forward and going up. And I think that's why I'm such a big proponent of this process because it's not about trying to push harder for a couple of months and then getting burnt out, but it's about removing things from, from your constraints, handbrakes, whatever you want to call them, so you can keep mm. continuously moving forward. And that's what it's all about.
1: Mm. I'm, I'm glad you added that bit because I suppose there's a risk that we were talking earlier about how, you know, there, there's, there's an evolutionary process and you go into a new area or, or you level up uh, in a certain way and you're going to have to you know, face some of these things again and, and upgrade your mindset, upgrade your emotional fortitude uh, to the new level. Um, So it's good that you clarified that like some of these things, you know, it's not like you're starting from scratch again. Like you're constantly going to have to uh, reframe your, you know, uncover that same thing in your mindset and and start from scratch again. It's like there there is some stickiness here.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Just, just what it is honestly. <laughs> i like it cool then all right. any last questions your things you want to clarify before we wrap up this episode
1: no uh, just taking a look at my notes i think i think that's all very clear and i i love this progression um the way it works and the priorities what you got to work on first and the results from it when when i, I first heard it, i'm like yes that makes total sense <laughs> and, and now we have a good way of explaining this to
0: people it's good <laughs> yeah Cool. All right, guys. So, again, just to kind of wrap it up, here's what I would suggest if anything's kind of prodded or it kind of nudges you first. Give yourself an honest assessment. Where are you in this? Do you need more skill sets? Do you need to develop your character traits? Do you need to cultivate an effective mindset and really figure that out and nail it in? Or is it an emotional fortitude? Write that down and honestly, figure out when are you going to address this. If it is the emotional fortitude, uh, we have a free micro course online. It really is the best stuff about it. And it's really, really quick. It's very digestible. It's all under, I think, 25 minutes, five modules under 25 minutes. You can go to edomarmorani.com slash fear to download it. There's going to be a, a link somewhere below this video in the show notes, whatever it may be. And that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big, and win. One, three quick ideas Tuesday newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel. And you can sign up at edamomrani.com slash three ideas. Two is the emotional fortitude micro course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and conflict tackle any goal. It's the complete nothing held back emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamomrani.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that will allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at edamamrani.com accelerator You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares, wins.